0: You're listening to the Storytime
1: Podcast. Storytime Podcast. Today's episode is going to be about what qualities do you need to become a successful business owner or entrepreneur. And I'm so excited. We have Brendan McCauley in the studio. And Brendan, if you just want to do a quick intro about yourself and kind of how you became a business owner and entrepreneur, that'd be awesome. Going kind to of just your story.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Love that intro on yours, by the way. I think that's uh, super catchy. So long story short, I was flying uh, Chair Force One for a corporation for about 10 years and just totally was not my personality. And pretty much through my my weight loss transformation, I grew super heavy into like personal development, transformation, coaching, speaking, things of that nature. Also got a little taste of entrepreneurship. So I just, I knew at some point I just kind of wanted to, you know, take that leap and, uh, and pull the cord. So roughly about seven years ago, I said, all right, you know, babe, I want to leave. Do you support me? And she's like, well, can we pay the bills? I said, well, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> So we're gonna cash my four hundred one k, and I can guarantee three months we're totally good to go. And then from there, it's it's game on. Let's make it happen. And so I guess fast forward seven years now. Super excited. We have you know one product that's been our flagship, and you know on a on a pretty big mission to transform the lives of fifty thousand speakers and coaches over the next couple of years. So it's a very high level crafted thing, and we can certainly dive into it a bit more.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And something that I love about you is your voice is very powerful. You mentioned with personal development and speaking. We help a lot of content creators, right? So obviously I'm going to ask some of those questions. Was your voice always that way or were there books, something that you read to get your voice so powerful when you speak? And I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So when I first, I don't know if I say so powerful, but one thing I will say that that did tremendously help. And especially if you, if you're a business owner, you know, 80% of it is really your confidence, how you come off, how you present yourself. So Toastmasters for me, dude, that did wonders. No. Oh, okay. Sorry, so just kind of set the frame. So Toastmasters is an international public speaking organization. So they're pretty much throughout the entire globe. And basically, you know, it's very regimented, very formatted. And the concept is that you basically come up in a group of individuals, you know, peers, colleagues, things like that. And they teach you how to speak. So just a a quick little side note. So I will say I remember the first time I came in, I was wearing a shirt that was literally the color of your background. So it's this light purple. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. this
0: first time that i'd ever really you know just uh, dude i the only thing i knew was that i had a message the audience was going to hear it and i was just going to ramble off and of course you know they give you a good four or five minutes just to, to get up there and by the time i sat down dude it looked like i was standing in shoulder high water of just straight nerves and sweat so needless to say one of the more embarrassing times and you know those learning curves as a as a business owner, that you know when you're going to put yourself in front of an audience, you learn how to, how to overcome. but I will you know you go through about three to four years of that and then you learn okay, what to do, what not to do. And dude, even in the conversation of what we're having now, that's full entrepreneurship. Like the more times you fail, eventually you learn how to get it right.
1: yeah, and I love there was something I wanted to talk about too. So you mentioned you took that risk of cashing in your phone one k and going for it. A lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, that or want to be a business owner don't understand there's a lot of risk or you got to have some sort of risk. For me, it wasn't money; it was more time, and it was a side thing for me. And then I was able like, to mm-hmm. we'll go full time eventually. So more that entrepreneurship. But what other risks have you seen other entrepreneurs have to take? Because time is a big one. Money for you is there anything else?
0: Yeah, I probably say those are really the two of the biggest things. So I probably say some of the risks come from not implementing the things that I've now learned are critical if you really want to be successful. So I think just by, and I want to kind of go over what some of those things are, but if you don't do these things, you're at a much greater risk to get, to eventually fail and be part of those statistics where what is 85% of businesses within the first year fail. And then about 80 to 85% of those that do make it fail within the next five years. So had I known this first going in, it would have been tremendously helpful. So I'd say first and foremost, there's a massive difference if you're going to say, Hey, I'm just going to start a business for the sake of generating some cash flow," And that's fine. Yeah. If you want to have a fancy hobby on the side, if you want to do something just for a little bit extra cash, a couple hundred here or there, maybe a couple thousand, like totally cool. But if you really want to do something that's going to be long-term sustainable and you want to live that, that luxurious lifestyle that we all think entrepreneurship is with, hey, I'm going to go on the plane with my, you know, my hot wife and then I can go like vacation over here and I've got a massive team and I've got a social media team, then I'd say first and foremost, you need to have something that scares the shit out of you, but also excites you. So like for mine, like the one, like my trigger, I went to a mastermind with uh, this guy, Mike C-Rock, really cool dude. Love Mike. He's one of our clients. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So he's one of your clients, a total rock star. And you guys make him look like a rock star, which I love. Part of this mastermind was we all went around and they called on each one of us and uh, his partner, Jerry Yellen, also a total other badass. He said, guys, what's your moonshot? And for me, like I had a, I had a general concept of where I wanted to go. And I think just as, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs, the risk you run is that you have a general idea of where you want to take this, but not something that's like over the moon, that when you talk about it, other people are excited to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I, so I wrote mine down and I was like, okay, I'm going to help X, Y, Z do this, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, 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 no. You need to add a zero onto that number, dude. Try it again. Awesome. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to help 50,000 speakers and coaches launch a five-day challenge by 2025. And here's why, here's why I say this. I'm looking at this. So I'm looking down at my notepad because I just wrote it and I just, I just claimed it, right? So I just claimed my stake. I said, here's what's going to happen. It lit a fire under me like, oh my God, can I really do this? That was the first self-doubt. And then the second yeah. part behind that was, okay, now I have to do this. What is it going to take to get there? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, we just have this, ge- this general vague concept of I'll do something to make some cash flow," but it doesn't have the impact. It doesn't have that excitement factor. So on those times when it does get tough, it can be very challenging, in my opinion, to keep moving forward because you don't have that driving why. And dude, any book you read on any entrepreneurship, they always say, start with why. That's, that's all Simon Sinek said. And you know, it's like, if you have that driving why, it makes it so much easier to figure out the how. So yeah. that would be the first, that'd be the first piece. The second piece, there's a phenomenal book. It's called Good to Great. I don't, have you ever read it before?
1: No, I have not. I actually, when you were mentioning like the moonshot goal, it reminded me of the 10 X rule, which I've, which I've read and it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah add a zero to that man. Like it, it, yeah, dude. Does. it does, but go ahead. Yeah. Good shot. I want I'm going to read that.
0: So yeah. Good to great. Phenomenal book. You know, it talks a lot about like foundations and like, you know, key people to have on there. The concept behind it is they took roughly a dozen companies okay. and you know, out of all like the regular variants and stuff like that, like 10 identical companies, that were going just kind of flatlined. And then out of nowhere, they all shot up and they all had very similar success. And the okay. concept was they went to basically all these different you know, company owners. They said, all right, what are the key factors? How did you guys do this? Like, what is the trick? And what was really cool is it boiled down to three things. They said, you got to love what you do. You got to be the best at it. And it's got to make financial sense. And if you can touch on all three of those, then your odds of succeeding skyrocket." And so for, awesome. for me when I was going through I was trying to figure out okay how what can I do that will encapsulate all three of those cuz a lot of times dude even if you have two out of the three yeah. you can be the best on a subject you can yeah. love the subject but dude if you're working with nonprofit or you know like homeless shelters and yeah. you want to be the next billionaire like it's not going to do you much good
1: No right that's so awesome.
0: anyway, yeah, those, those were the those were three major takeaways that I wish I would have known that would have reduced my risk when I first started.
1: No, that's huge. That's huge. That could be a video in itself as you talk about videos too. I think too, when you say you just went all in for it, what advice would you give someone? Because a lot of entrepreneurs, they'll dip their toe in it and they'll still have their full-time job. And I've seen people just jump in and like years later, they're super successful. Kind of what was your thought process behind that? Do you have any tips from motivation, I guess?
0: Yeah. Um, so here, here, here's the problem. So I'm a very big advocate that if you're going to hop in on one thing, go all out on that one thing because the second, you know, unless the second thing you're doing is so complementary that it, it's not going to split your efforts. You know, we say we can multitask at the same time. You're really just more multifunctioning, but then you're not. You know, you're kind of given like seventy percent here and thirty percent here, or however you want to split that. Versus, all right. If I totally did absolutely nothing but put the same amount of time, effort, energy, and focus into this one thing, and actually build my own asset and build this something that's going to give me that financial and time freedom that I desire, versus working for somebody else for the sake of, hey, you know, maybe they'll give me a good pension when I retire, which pretty much is not even a thing anymore. Yeah, the value and the output that you're going to get from having done for somebody else versus if you just gave yourself that time frame and just did it for yourself. Now, dude, I wasn't a foolish decision to say, hey, okay, you know, whatever. I'm going to go three months all in on something. And this, yeah. and so, and here's what, I, here's what I'll tell you what I said to the guy. I'm like, Matt, I love what you guys do. I love what you're about. I basically, I had an opportunity, Devin, to connect yeah. with guys that were totally in the realm of where I wanted to be at the time. And that, yeah. was my, that was my one jump point. And I had to get my foot in the door. And a lot of times I think for entrepreneurs, you just got to figure out where is that foot in the door? Who is that connection that you can make with? and provide massive value to. And out of this whole call, in my opinion, if you take nothing else, focus on providing massive, massive value for your end user. Do not worry about yourself. Yep. If we make it all about us, like, well, where's my next paycheck gonna come from? And I have to make this money. And all of a sudden we get into this like greedy, limited lack mentality versus how do I just take this massive wad of value, dump it onto somebody that if they see this value then it's kind of like my dream one hundred. Like they'll put me in front of the right audience, and we can really build and grow from there. And I think if you if we approach it with that, which is exactly how I did it for this gentleman, that opportunity led to the next, which led to the next, and it just you know it kind of ascended from there. And then it got to the point where I said, okay, I, just, I want to create my own thing. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it, you learn really quick what to do and what not to do. So it was, it was a bit of a journey.
1: No, that's awesome, and that brings up a great story I had yesterday. Yesterday, I. I'm reached out to this loan officer and I said, hey, I just want to shoot some content for you. Because I know if I provide someone value, it'll re- it will turn into more referrals, right? Even if he doesn't mm-hmm. sign up for the package right away. Sure. And what happened by that is he posted me on a story and had three people reach out. And it's like, that wouldn't have happened unless if I didn't provide value for that guy for free, right? So like you mentioned, provide value for your clients. And- you have a Facebook, Brendan. What I love about that is, your la- I think it was your last video, you do live Q&A sessions of how to go through your product. Mm-hmm. I don't see that a lot in Facebook groups. First, what was your steps to creating a successful group? And then I have a, a follow-up question after that.
0: Yeah, so the idea for the group, so I hadn't actually created a group for a long time and I wanted to, but again, I didn't, I at the time did not have the focus up until a couple of years to go to see, okay, this is what we do and this is how we do it. So because I didn't have the guarantee, I didn't have the methodology, I just had a vague concept. It was a little hard. So I think once you get to the point where you know what the intended outcome is for your audience and who that audience is, then it becomes a lot easier to build a tribe and ultimately create a movement towards something that, and again, this goes back to the reason why you want to have that why, because people will get excited by it. So I think starting with that is really the key portion and then becomes the lead generation aspect. So I, I, there's you know everyone touts that hey, I've got the best organic, you know, methods to reach 100 people and grow whatever or right. this is how you got to do it. From yeah. what I've seen that works is you know initially when you make that reach out and connection and this is honestly why I don't go on LinkedIn because the first thing that they, you know, do 98% of the messages I get are hey, are you looking to scale your business to eight figures, hop on this webinar and like let me sell you my product and yeah. there's there's zero connection, there's zero like hey, let me just see if you're a cool dude. So we started going with this methodology of, all right, we've got this group. You know, this is our name. We'd love to have you in here. We're just going to keep dropping massive value. And hopefully you guys will get some takeaways, really build the community. And every single person that comes in, we have, you know, we offer them, hey, let's hop on a 10 minute call. Let me just get to know you. Like, are you a cool dude? I, uh, here's what drives me crazy. You wind up having 5,000 friends on Facebook. You've never talked to them. You don't know what they're up to. You don't even know if you'd want to refer them, dude. You want to have like, you know, do I want to have a drink with you on a Friday night? Like, uh-huh. I want to be cool with these people because your yeah. network is your net worth, right? Right. So, you know, when we started creating this group, like now we've got people in there. And I think, you know, while it's yes, it can be a slower process, especially if you're not doing paid ads. Yeah. I think the the relationship capital that you build on that by having just a couple of small conversations can yeah. grow exponentially. And then they start, you know, it's that word of mouth behind the scenes. We're like, hey, I'm in this group, these guys are cool, like you got to check this out. And then I think you really start to create that viral effect.
1: Well, dude, organic content is the way to go. You said it's it's a slower effect from running ads, but honestly, to tell you the truth, like I've been running Facebook ads for five years. I don't think so. I think organic content is faster. And the reason why I say that is because you may have more people signing up through your ads. Who's really gonna trust you from an ad? You know what I mean? Like we work with a lot of people in the mortgage and real estate industry. There's no way by you posting a picture of a house, someone's going to be like, yeah, I want to work with that guy. There's no way. So you talking- Yeah, oh, he's man.
0: the man. Oh man, I got a job.
1: <laughs> Did you see how beautiful that house was? That's it. That's who I need to be working with, right? That's not how it works. So I, think, I think you building that group is so powerful. This is a funny question because I get LinkedIn messages too. And what I've been doing is instead of like trying to get their business, I say, hey, we provide a free trend report every week. Would it be cool if I added you to that and got some feedback from you? That's kind of how I do my approach on LinkedIn because I really want to establish these relationships. What, do you have any advice that like, first, what annoys you on the messages you get from LinkedIn and what messages would you like to receive? Because I think we get in our heads and we say, yeah, they might want to get to know us, but do they think like I'm being like slimy? You know what I mean, so. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the first ones that just come out of nowhere and like literally the message just says, hey, I've got the best thing since sliced bread, like you should check it out and like, here's what I've got for you. You know and Can it work? Sure. There's been a couple of times where I was looking for something in particular. They hit me with it. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's just see what you got. We'll hop on a call and see if it makes sense. And I have had one or two where they were relatively compelling. So, you know, hats off. That's awesome. But at the same time, like, dude, if you shoot me a message and it just seemed like you like, you legit care, want to have a conversation, I don't ever want to assume that just because somebody hits me in a certain way that they can't be valuable or that there can't be a value exchange or that we can't become good friends. And I have done that with, you know, a number of folks. But at the same time, if you're just going to just one-off message me, just like you do everybody else, I'm probably not going to pay attention to you. So I think a little bit more of a direct approach. And this is how we do it for ours. Like I'm not the one sending out messages and pretty much, you know, business owners that scale to a certain point, you have people on your team that say, hey, here's how I would like to come off. And then we'll extend that to an actual physical conversation like this because I want to be a smart business owner and leverage my time. So I think if somebody hits me like that and says, hey, Brendan, you've been up to some really cool stuff. Here's what we're looking to do. Can we potentially collab? Can you share concepts? Whatever that's going to be, I'm going to be a lot more receptive. And I have no problem hopping on a quick 15, 20 minute call with somebody. And if we hit it off, awesome. Let's see what happens.
1: That's awesome. So I I got connected to you through Mike and Connor. Um, So if I were to message you, let's try to break it down. What would you like to see that message? And I I think I got one takeaway from you is... Do something that you both can get value out of it, like a podcast, like offer maybe for them to be on a podcast episode and we'll give them free content after the episode. What would that message look like if I messaged you? What would get you to hop on a call with me just to meet each other? Not even to know about our businesses, just to meet each other. Yeah.
0: So, right off the cuff, like, you know, if you were to send me a message, hey, Brennan, uh, you know, I see we run in very similar circles. You know, we've got a number of mutual connections. You're into the personal growth and development. I see you've been into challenges doing like big stuff in the marketing. You know, I very much share a lot of those similarities. Uh, you know, I see you're also in South Florida. I love checking out that spot. I'm always down to hang out and connect with cool, like-minded dudes. You know, would you be open to hopping on a 15-minute call and seeing, you know, just how we can kick it?
1: Yeah, see, that's awesome. So, that's, so I, I, it's funny because I ask that too, because sometimes I'll like, you know, a little, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds a little bit boring. So yeah. just knowing that you can get in depth and know about your customer before you reach out to them. And yeah, sometimes they say it's a numbers game, but if you were to really research like who Brendan was and then send him a message about like all his activities, he's more likely going to be to respond. So I love that. Let's talk about your Facebook group, the Launchpad. So it's super interesting. If you wanted to share what that is and what you're trying to accomplish with the Launchpad too, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. So I'll kind of explain the concept like behind the Launchpad piece and then, you know, why we're, we're growing it that way. So initially, do you want me to break down kind of like even like why we started it and then like what goes into yeah. it?
1: Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I think for everybody to join it too, that'd be
0: great. Yeah. So here was the challenge. And initially, and and I'm going to go through the backstory because there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs that are in this same exact spot. So you have some type of like talent, skill, knowledge, ability, like you want to get it out there, but you don't really know like, okay, how do I turn that into a service? Something that people will pay me for more importantly, something that, you know, I can get paid well for and is also scalable and is not going to suck up all my time. So the first thing I did was I said, okay, well, I know speaking coaching is my thing. So Devin, dude, I ran out there and then after I got my masters, I'm like, okay, I need to make the jump, but I have zero certifications. So I got certified under everything under the sun you could possibly imagine. So I started super health and fitness and then I got speaker certified and I do all these at like different times. And then within like a two week time period, I get like, whatever it is, eight plaques that arrive at my house (laughs) and I'm sitting there with all these plaques and I put them on my bed. I'm like, okay, this is badass. They're going to look great on my wall. What do I do with all this? And like, yeah. and there's a lot of people that are in that same spot, right? So you get certified in this, you get all this. Like, great, how does this translate into a new customer? How does this translate into now I can change somebody's life? So as I went through that, you know, I, I had vague concepts of where I wanted this to go. I knew I wanted to leverage software because software is scalable. I knew I wanted to have some sort of aspect of coaching. And I knew in some way I wanted to include like, you know, the tech side, because I love organization and systems and backends. And like, that's just what I geek out over. So I figured, how do I put all this together? So for a number of years, when I started, you know, playing entrepreneur and I left the corporate job, that would kind of be my spiel. Hey, I do back end systems. Like I can help you scale and like grow and set all this stuff up, which is cool. Like a few one-offs, but it's not really punchy. It's not really like sexy. And so I kind of went back and about two years ago... I'm like, okay, who's my ideal audience? Well, I love speaking. I love coaches. So let's go with coaches and speakers. That's what we're going to talk to. Yeah. Okay. So what's their pain point? And so, and if you're going, if you're listening to this, please go through the same kind of exercise. So who do I love to work with? I said, speakers and coaches, what are they struggling with? And yeah. 95% of them all struggle to get leads or to get booked on more stages or to get more clientele. Right. And if you're struggling to figure out what yours is, uh, lead gen is usually never a bad way to go because every business needs leads. So I got my audience, I got what I wanted to offer, and I said, okay, well, what's the vehicle that's going to help me to do that? So I went back to what I used to do with uh, the physical fitness. And Devin, we used to run challenges all the time. So we do push-up challenges, squat challenges, and people would be like, Oh, cool, when's the next one? They get all you know hyped up. And the reason that challenges are super effective is because you have one very specific intended result in a very short period of time, and there's a lot of accountability. And you're going from day to day, so it's consistent with little wins. So it triggers the brain of like, hey, I'm going to go all out in a short burst. It's the same concept behind diets, right? People go on a diet for a short period of time they get results, but then they struggle to stick with it. Yep. But you love to do it. So I'm like, okay, if I could create a five-day challenge model and I could automate the entire thing, because one thing that coaches and speakers are not good at is tech. Like they hate tech.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: They're great at what they do. (laughs) Yeah. They love transforming lives, but 98% will say, hey, I want to be in front of an audience. I want to share my message. I want people to sign up, like period, the end. Right. So I was very fortunate about three years ago, I ended up going to this conference in Orlando and I came across this software and I started playing with it. And so I probably touched every software under the sun. And when I saw what they could do, I was like, okay, this combined with my concept is the answer. And if I can create something that's legit turnkey and I can have, every. when I say, dude, everything done, I mean, everything, all yeah. the photos, all the texts, the emails, the hashtag, like everything.
1: We use the same thing. So it's like, yeah, dude, it's nasty, it's amazing. Yep.
0: Nasty. So yep. I did a version 1.0 yeah. and I was like, alright I'm going to do a challenge for myself just to even prove, you know, proof of concept. So I yeah. throw it out there and I'm like, okay guys, in the next five days, we're going to throw this automation challenge. I'm going to show you how to automate your systems, blah, blah, blah. And so the challenge starts, I get about six people in and I'm on day two of the challenge and my butt, and I'm like, I don't really have anything to offer. I just got some general concepts. I just want to test this out. He's like, no, dude, you got to throw an offer out there. See if people will take it. Yeah. He's like, put it at a high ticket and just watch what happens. So I throw out a 6K offer and within 45 minutes after I presented on, on day four of the challenge, I see six K in my bank account. I'm like, no way. That crap. is
1: so exciting. No
0: way. I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm like, you do that rock thing where you're looking at your bank account, your phone, you're like, yeah. oh you're like, no way. Oh. It's like that first dollar that hits your account, and you are just like, you're stoked. It's yeah.
1: Right. It's payday. Right. Yeah.
0: So I knew from that perspective, like, okay, we're on to something. Now how do we take this and scale it? So yeah. we had this version 1.0, we got a few other people in there. And again, you learn, okay, like tweak this, modify this, change this. Okay, they need that, add this here. And so we've done this for the past year and a half, almost two years. And then I got to the point where I'm watching all these other big time guys do it because they're all using it. Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, Brendan Burchard, Grant Cardone, Russell Brunson, like they all use the model. And I'm like, if I can make this thing so sexy, so like a stupid, unbelievable value, no brainer offer that every coach can use and has no reason not to. Then finally, I have my product yep. that I can launch and I can scale and I can grow. So I came up with a version 2.0 and I started adding just all this cool stuff. And then we added like gamification. And now you can have like an application at the end and all the rest of it. And my dog's excited. Even he's excited about the offer right now. So we put all this together. And roughly about three weeks ago, I reached out to my list and people, a couple of people on Facebook. I said, hey, guys, I'm going to have a little, this little private meeting. I want to show you this really cool thing we just put out here. And we had about 35 people hop on and 30, people, 30 people said yes. Nice, dude. And dude, that, awesome. was, that was sick. So right now, oh. so the overall mission, uh, Devin, just to share is that we want 50,000 speakers and coaches to yeah. launch a five-day challenge by 2025. So that's the goal. And yep. so to throw this out here and have you know those people come in and say, okay, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to do this. The coolest part and like the reason as we kind of tie all this back in, having your why like what ignites me is not the initial payday that we get. It's not the ongoing revenue. Don't get me wrong. I'm stoked because I know this is going to be awesome. (laughs) But when I can watch somebody else launch a challenge and send me a message of, Hey, I had my first upsell. Hey, I had three people coming to my program and like watching them light up and knowing that I had a hand in watching them do that hands down the coolest thing and the most rewarding, fulfilling thing. I think I've. that's why I do this.
1: Dude, it's, it's such a good feeling because, you know, our company is with social media and it's always awesome. Just get a random text like, hey, somebody reached out for my video or, hey, someone connected me with this person just because of content. So, like kind of same thing. But yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun, dude. You know, it, there's always the headaches and just like the crazy times yeah. and the scary parts that come along with it. And yeah. there's been so many times like this close where I'm like, okay, do I go get a job? Like, do I do this? <laughs> yeah. like, anyway, like. Do I take the flight? Do I not take the flight? Do yeah. times like you can't pay the rent, like all the stuff that goes with it. But you know, I think on the other, at the end of the end of the day, the other, you know, at the end of the journey, yeah. when you look back and you watch every person that's totally crushed it, they all say the same thing: don't quit.
1: Yeah, I I think it's awesome, man. Because like you're you have a very successful track record, and like entrepreneurs that, or want to be an entrepreneur, hearing someone like you say that. Or hearing anybody that has like a successful business, like it means a lot because they're probably, they're facing it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: yeah, and it's it. And even when you first get started, man, I remember yeah. sit, I was at my cubicle and the day that I told my, so I give my boss a 90 day lead way just to make yeah. sure that, you know, I can make a smooth transition and they could fill my role. Right. And dude, when you got like five or six people that, you know, walking behind you, you know, they put their hand on your shoulder and go are you sure you want to do this? Like I, I can, I can, yeah. like, you can, you can come back. Like we'll, we'll reverse yeah. it for you. It's totally cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing screams in your head. Like, yay, this is a great idea. More than having people just say, stay where you're at. I'm not sure that's safe. And oh so yeah, man, when you surround yourself by people that are going to champion you and yeah. keep you in like a level head, because it's, so, if your mindset ain't there, man, it's so easy to turn to things that can just totally screw you up and throw you
1: off. That's awesome, man. Okay, yeah, we're, hitting, we're almost about to hit the 30 minute mark. Um, I wanna ask this question and then we'll, we'll end it. Sure. What are three books an entrepreneur should read today? If you could lay, list two, three books that they should read, what are they?
0: Good to great, hands down. Okay. I would definitely recommend that one. Give and take okay. is another phenomenal one. And I just finished reading, there's one on Steve Jobs. It's a okay. like full, it's a full bio on Steve jobs. Uh, and I'm, uh, yeah. preface this with it is a, it's a 25 hour read. <laughs> um,
1: Dang <it>. Okay.
0: But <laughs> well, it's an audio, it? twenty five hour audio. but that being yeah. the case, I'm an Apple nut and I truly yeah. appreciate people like Apple and like Tesla, you know, companies like that. So yeah. if you want to fully appreciate that journey especially as you're going through it on yourself, you know, by yourself, uh, something I would definitely suggest.
1: Okay, awesome. Thanks, Brendan. I appreciate that. We're gonna throw up your social handles here too. What is an ask that you have for the audience today, just to join your Facebook group, or or what is that? Yeah, dude. You know
0: what? Even shoot me a shoot me a Facebook friend request. You know, I I don't know if challenges are right for you or if, if you've never even contemplated one, but you think that might be cool. I'm happy to talk about it and even help you brainstorm on how to structure it, dude. It's literally seven. It, we did it for seven dollars. So like, you come in, you join for seven bucks, you can launch this thing up and running. And I'll, I'll tell you, man, our, out of all the challenges we've ran average person does between the 10 to 11k even if it's their first one
1: it's awesome so yeah okay it's awesome hey thanks man for hopping on we appreciate it and we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening to this episode of the Storytime podcast be sure to catch us next time to stay up to date with all the latest on content creation and social media also subscribe to our trend reports at story.co slash trend reports
0: to get the latest trends in your inbox we'll see you next time Storytime Podcast.